Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to The Trader, a traitor's podcast. My name's Matthew, I'm a writer working in TV development, and I am a handy faithful. The Trader features deep dives into every episode of the multi-award winning hit TV competition series, The Traitors, as well as interviews with contestants from the shows. This season of the podcast is dedicated to The Traitors Australia Season 2, and today I'll be exploring Episode 6 with another new guest co-host. We'll meet him soon, but first it's time for some Traitors updates and TT news. Production on Series 2 of The Traitors UK is officially underway. Initially reported by entertainment blog and ex-account Super TV, the news has been confirmed by The Mirror newspaper and an extras casting site who have put out a call for background artists to appear on camera and trial the games. Mad Dog 2020 Casting posted a casting call for Traitors rehearsals and filming on the 9th and 15th of September and the 7th of October, which is surprisingly late to me, considering we're expecting a November or early December air date. The posting says the team are looking for participants who are prepared to immerse themselves into each game, challenge, task or activity, and that the games may be physically, mentally and or emotionally challenging. A very long list of game descriptions uh, says the activities might also involve, here we go, twists, turns, shocks, standing for long periods of time, heights, strength in various capacities, being in enclosed or small spaces, being in the dark, being with animals, swimming, inside or outdoors filming in cold, wet or harsh environments, driving, special effects, endurance, stamina, dexterity, strategizing, playing against the clock, playing alone and with others. Whew. 
Filming will be taking place near Inverness, as with the first series, and one possible explanation for the October filming date is that this may well be casting for the US Traitors rather than UK, since Super TV have also confirmed that the US series will film later than the UK one this time. And yes, I have absolutely applied to take part in this. I would say I'll keep you updated, but I probably wouldn't be allowed to do that. An article on the Mirror website gives us further details about elements of the second series of The Traitors UK, and I'm using the word series because that's what we call a season here in the UK. The article, posted on the 31st of August, says Tony Ireland, executive producer at Studio Lambert, spoke at the Screen Summit in May, saying The difficult second album is what we're calling it. We're really excited about doing series two. We can't give too much away at the moment, obviously, but we're really looking forward to it. I'm excited because the game's going to be different. People have watched the show now. When this cast, meaning the series one contestants, came to us, they had never seen the show. They were just playing with their gut instinct and just going, this is how I'm going to play this game. Now I imagine a new cast will have seen it. They're going to come to us with pre-planned ideas of the way they think it's going to go. And obviously, it's our job to make sure they're always kept on their toes and they don't know what's around every corner. Further to this, the BBC unscripted editor Saida Ertazali added, I'll tell you the tagline for series two, which is, you think you know how to play the game, you don't know anything. That's all we're going to say. And host Claudia also admitted she got over-involved in the show. At the launch, she said, I was in deep. I cry at the end. I haven't cried in, like, 20 series of Strictly. With this, I was on the floor sobbing. Inconsolable. It's a game of smarts, not a game of luck. It's a game of wit. It's an awful lot of money. I was myself, and at the end, I'm sobbing on the floor. There are so many twists. Lastly, this isn't essentially news, but I thought this might be the best spot to place this. Nominations are open to all podcasts for the Listener's Choice Awards at the British Podcast Awards. It would be absolutely incredible if you could nominate the Tradar for this award. It's really easy to vote online at britishpodcastawards.com. I'll put a link in the episode description and on the podcast Instagram and X pages. Thanks for those of you who've let me know you've already voted. That's amazing. The only downside is that voting closes on Tuesday the 5th of September. So if you're listening to this after that day, I'm afraid you've already missed the deadline. I'm ready to get into episode 6 of The Traitors Australia, and to help me do this, I have another debut guest co-host on The Trader, who is a huge fan of the show and of the podcast. Let's find out who he is. I'm joined by my new guest co-host, Tom Ald. Tom is a theatre student from Cheshire who loves performing, eating a shocking amount of chocolate, he tells me, and of course, watching The Traitors. Tom's favourite Traitors moment is also going to be unveiled later in the episode, so I will not spoil that yet. Tom, welcome to The Trader. How are you? I'm good. The chocolate thing is true. Can I just attest? (laughs) There is chocolate here with me right now. I like chocolate. Tom is holding up chocolate, so he is telling the truth, I swear. 
Tom, uh, you we're going to talk about episode six today of Traitors Australia season two. So you, I'm guessing you have watched the season up until this point. Uh, what, what do you think so far? Are you enjoying the season? I'm really enjoying it. It feels a big step up in terms of like the dramatic feel. There's a lot more drama and intensity in these kind of round tables and stuff. It's, it's a lot more unpredictable, I think, than yeah. ones that have come before it. Yeah, I think so too. What what other versions then have you watched of The Traitors? Did you watch the first Australian season? Have you watched other ones? I have. I've managed all the English-speaking ones so far. I've not... I only got like a five at Spanish UCSC, so I've not managed the Spanish one yet, <laughs> but I'll get there. I'll get there eventually. One day. <laughs> when, when you do, you can translate to me because I'm having the same problem. <laughs> And how about uh, New Zealand? Traitors New Zealand is airing at the same time as Australia, which is quite strange, actually. Uh, have you caught any of that? Do you know anything that's going on there? I've caught a couple of bits of it. I'm not fully. I'm not fully up to date. It seems to be moving quite quickly. Yeah, it seems to be quite a few episodes on in a row, and suddenly there's been three, and I'm like, oh. But no, yeah. I have caught up a bit of it. Okay, I think at, at this point that we're recording, I think there have been eight episodes of New Zealand and I think I've watched seven it's very different to the Australian one I would say it's yeah. its own sort of beast in a, in a very interesting way um, it's, it's very different it's very different yeah yeah but at some point I will probably talk to you more about that and there'll be a whole episode of the podcast just about Traitors New Zealand once it has reached its climax now, before we talk about episode six, Tom, I'm going to introduce you to our own game that you and I are going to play. We are going to play The Trader Traitor. Our goal from here on in is to tell one undetected lie to one another. Our lie can be big or small. It can be about the traitors, can be about ourselves, anything at all, as long as it is utterly false and a complete fabrication. We are looking for fake facts, though, rather than fake opinions. For example, you could lie to me and tell me that uh, Annabelle's banishment in episode 5 broke viewing figure records in Australia and uh, 20 million viewers tuned in, even though I think that's impossible because there aren't 20 million people in Australia. <laughs> However, you can't tell me that you think or feel that episode five was the best in the season yet, when actually episode one was your favourite. That would be a fake opinion. Uh, does this make sense, Tom? It makes sense, although it should have broken viewing figures, let's be honest. I absolutely should, you're right. Are you ready to play the Trader Traitor and try and lie to me? I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready to... I weirdly get an enjoyment out of trying to lie to people now. I wonder what worrying thing that says about my psyche. We can psychoanalyze me later. I think we're ready then. We're ready to talk about episode six of The Traitors Australia, season two. We start with our recap, as always. Uh, and I have to say, I'm I'm immediately triggered because they're showing clips of Annabelle, and I'm not ready to see Annabelle yet. Uh, so I wasn't I wasn't prepared. I mean, it was I don't know how I've managed to get through an episode without being there. I really don't know how I managed. It was very difficult, very difficult. It is. They show a little clip of her in the torture mission, and I just thought, oh, too much, too much already. I can't see Annabelle just yet. We're reminded that Annabelle and Luke 
had we knew that they were on to Sam, but also in the last episode, they had figured out that Blake was the second traitor. But of course, in the banishment room, Sam manages to turn it all around. Uh, we see that really irritating shot of Sarah at the banishment room just saying, I don't see any evidence. Why? Uh, <laughs> yet then votes for Annabelle and is crying as if she had evidence to make her want to banish Annabelle. It makes I've no sense. I've never seen anyone struggle to say a name so much. Annabelle, was that... Well, they should have struggled because it should have it been should have stuck struggled. in their throat because it was so awful to say. It should never have even entered their heads. No, it shouldn't have. And I, sadly, I, Annabelle is banished. I can't even believe I'm saying these words. And the traitors are then torn apart. Uh... And they're having fights between themselves. At the end of the last episode, they were trying to figure out what to do. They wondered if they should ban it, uh, murder Luke, but they didn't know if it would look too obvious. It seemed like maybe they were thinking about recruiting instead. Um, the recap actually doesn't really show us the fight between Blake and Sam, which is interesting. But but we saw that in episode five, that Blake was really furious at Sam. Uh, but they, they sort of cut that out in this little recap uh, for whatever reason. Well, I think I'm right in here. That's the first ever big fight that has been in Traitor Tower and they just sort of ignored it because it was a big, it was a big dramatic moment. I enjoyed it. Me too, because... It's nice to see them fighting amongst themselves for a change. Yeah, because the climax of the episode is always Banishment Room and that's the most exciting part. And then we sort of come down a little bit and we go up to Traitor's Tower. But yeah, the, the tension continued in episode five into Traitor's Tower with Blake and Sam at one another. So it it kept the intensi- intensity going, um, which was which was great viewing for us. So we move on to breakfast then for this episode. Hannah arrives first. First of all, Hannah's dead to me, so actually it's just a sort of blurry figure walks in. She's just picked I feel the same. My head. I feel the same. <laughs> and just when I'm already furious with Hannah, my mind, we're, you know, we're like, 60 seconds into the episode and my mind is blown again because Hannah says we did take out a faithful last night but I'd do it again and I'm going what? she says they learned more in the banishment in that banishment than they they did in all the other banishments put together and I'm like "Um, so I assume you'll immediately be banishing Sam and Blake then and another minute later (laughs) Hannah says I know 1000% that the one traitor in this game is Luke. I, I'm speechless yet again. Tom, talk me through, Hannah. I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's bad, the aim of the game is to get rid of the traitors. It's bad enough he's saying, oh, I'm happy we got rid of a faithful. It's then even worse if it's Annabelle. Of all the faithful to get rid of, the, be, the probably, I would say, the best traitor hunter they had. But she's now after the second best traitor hunter there. I think she might as well be doing the traitor's job for them at this point. Yeah, she is. I can't fathom, I can't figure out her logic. After that banishment yesterday, Luke was really defending Annabelle. Basically, if Luke was a traitor, if she's right, it makes no sense to me that Luke would want to keep Annabelle in the game. He, If he was a traitor, wouldn't he just jump on the bandwagon with everyone else and go, yeah, let's get her out? Why would he want to keep a faithful in the game? I truly don't understand it. Um, 
I, I, I'm probably just going to start swearing again an awful lot. <laughs> I know, I've had to tell myself I can't do that. As I scan through my notes, there's so many capital letters. There's just so many sentences of me just writing, what the fuck? Um, so just prepare for me to be very angry. Well, the other thing is, Luke's been very suspicious, I would say, up until episode five. He's been being a bit, you know, sketchy. Then as soon as he stops being sketchy, then she's like, oh, he must, he must, be, a, he must be a traitor. I don't know what. It just it makes no sense. I don't know where she's coming from. She's obviously... Obviously, maybe not the best game player. Yeah, she she tries. To, she explains. She does have a theory, and she explains it to Camille. She thinks that Luke is a traitor and wanted to save Annabelle because he then wanted to recruit her after that, and because that would be really because Annabelle was so good at the game and was really clever and knew how the traitors worked. That's mm. when when Hannah is saying this to Camille. Camille just sort of stares that, at her, saying nothing. It's and, as if she's thinking, "What on earth? Where where has this come from? Where have you dreamt this up?" Yeah, I think uh, hopefully Camille is thinking the same thing as us. Camille's like, "Were we not in the same room last night? What isn't isn't the obvious solution that maybe Sam and Blake just are the traitors? Panna, maybe that's the answer here. Um, I honestly, at this point, I feel like Sam could literally walk into breakfast and go, "Guys, I'm a traitor," and they still wouldn't vote for him. They would still just keep him around for whatever reason and vote someone. I else think out. they owe him money. My theory, I've said it once, and I'll say it again. <laughs> that he, he must, they must like need. He must owe them something because. They're all, it's like a little cult. There's like, I'm sure we'll get onto the other people who were involved in that terrible banishment, but it was just, it's just amazing that they all seem to think, they just seem to agree with whatever it is. As soon as he says anything, they just go along with him. Yeah, it's uh, it's very worrying. Yeah, and we'll we'll probably talk more about why we think that as as the episode goes on. Um, I talked a little bit about this in episode five, but we'll 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 revisit that. Yeah. Uh, luckily, just when I'm, you know, ready to, to press stop on the episode and walk away, uh, Simone comes in, and thank God, Simone says she thinks Sam's a traitor, and I'm thinking hallelujah. And Camille, Camille then goes, hmm, could be, and I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, Camille, come on, like, don't, <laughs> don't back out now. Blake arrives next. He doesn't think Sam can save things. And he's very nervous today. And he's doing the thing that Annabelle accused him of, which I, I think is to completely act his way out of everything in probably not a very convincing way. Mm. He says that last night he was blindsided. He had no idea what was going on. I mean, that probably is true. Um, Camille says that Annabelle's reasons for suspecting Blake were rubbish. So Camille's like, yeah, what was Annabelle talking about? And again, I'm like, Camille... <laughs> Maybe you, Annabelle was a faithful, you just found that out. Might it be a good idea to maybe believe what Annabelle said? Well, Simone came in and I thought, oh, right, Ray of Sun, she's burnt off a fog, she's she knows the truth, she's worked it out. And then it's like, well, there's no reason behind Blake. I was just like, oh, my, here we go. I could just, I could just sense what was coming already, and we were, we were about two minutes, and I was just there, my hand over the pause button. I was like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I at this point, I mean, 
you know, 30 seconds into the episode, I am texting people who I know are watching it going, oh my God, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> so infuriating. Anyway, um, Camille is, uh, goes on to say that she's an expert in reading body language and behaviour. And it shows, it really does show. Yeah, I think, <laughs> Ov's not, hun. Um, Camille, she's still banging on about Luke being a traitor um, and I think, why? Why would a traitor have behaved like this last night? It makes no sense to me. Sam then arrives. We're wondering if Luke will be right behind him. There are some shots of Boots walking down the stairs of the hotel. Right, again, I don't mean to sound like a creepy stalker. I'm not even joking. I I recognise Roger's feet. I was like, that's, that's Roger. I thought exactly the same. But as soon as, he, as, soon as he, I saw the shot of the I was like, well, Roger, is it, why, why are they drawing this out? It's Roger. <laughs> yes, we we have some shared gift of recognising yeah. Roger's feet. That, so instantly I was like, that's that's not Luke, that's that's Roger. And of course, we're right, Roger enters, it becomes apparent that Luke has been murdered. And infuriatingly, <laughs> we see one of Sam's confessionals and he just goes, Luke who? He says, I've outwitted and outplayed him. And he's got a big grin on his face. The good Lord is testing me, Tom. I, I... I've just written, Sam is very, very smug. Please go away. So <laughs> that sums up my feelings in that moment. Perfect. Now, I know a few episodes back, I made a big speech about how it's just a game and these are ordinary people and we shouldn't hate on them. But that was so, before um, Annabelle got banished. That, that changed that the be- whole... You know what? You're right. That was before Annabelle got banished. That was, a line struggling. was crossed that was... It was not appropriate. <laughs> a line was crossed, and I'm really, you know, I'm going to stick to my words. I don't know Sam. I'm sure, you know, he's he's just he's, yeah. It's a game. It's a game. It's just so hard to t- see when he's grinning at the screen and he's doing his guns <laughs> with his fingers. I just That's, can't bear it. The first time I found the finger guns quite funny. The second time I was like, oh okay. And then every time I've been like, <laughs> just just stop it. It's not even it's not even a thing. It's just he's trying to make a branch himself of going. Yeah. yeah. My my last note on uh, this little section is if he does fake guns one more time. Dot dot dot. Uh, <laughs> Sam said he says that he's going to put in an on an Oscar performance and he's going to get everyone to believe him again, and. The worrying thing is, even when I watched this part of the episode for the first time, I thought, yeah, he probably will, actually. He probably is going to fool everyone. I won't be surprised. And I already at this point thought, he's probably not going to get banished tonight. And I don't know how, but that's the way it seems to be going. So Roger goads the players a bit. He's implying that they don't even seem to understand how to play the game. He says they're meant to be banishing traitors. Exactly. He is right. He says you're meant to be banishing traitors, not faithfuls. I feel like he's personally avenging Annabelle here. Uh, As he should. As he should. uh, Yes. And thank God, Camille now seems seems to get it. She seems convinced that actually Sam is a traitor. And she tells us in our interview, she's made a decision to vote for Sam and she wants to get others on board. Thank goodness. The next part then is the cars. We're heading off to the Silver Mission and Camille is in a car with Simone and Hannah. Uh, Simone agrees that also she is going to go for Sam. She's, thank goodness, she's she's seen the light. She's going to go for Sam tonight. But I notice in this scene, 
Hannah says nothing. Hannah's driving the car and just doesn't speak at all. And that might just be the way they've edited it. Maybe she did say some stuff. Well, uh, I thought we'd finally solve the mystery. And when there was like, oh, they've shown us a driver. There's someone driving the car. I was like, oh, no, hang on. It's just Hannah. It's oh, Hannah. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they like to make the contestants just drive themselves around in this series. <laughs> but it's about uh, Hannah is so, I just, I didn't, I was like, is that, I don't really know what she looks like. I can't really tell if that is her because I've seen her for about two seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Hannah, all right. Driving in silence. Um. The the thing that annoys me most here is Camille keeps banging on about how Luke put his game on the line and she's saying she's saying it, Luke, thank you, like you you sacrificed yourself. And I'm sort of thinking, um, what about Annabelle? Hello? <laughs> she did all the talking at the banishment. Luke only jumped yeah. in at the last minute. Like, why is no one acknowledging Annabelle? It is wild to me. And also, I need to calm down. It's, it's the show well, taking years off my life. <laughs> well, and they keep referencing Luke on Survivor. I, I've not seen Survivor. I've absolutely no idea. I think, did he win? I'm not really sure. I actually don't think he won, uh, but he was on it and did really well. And then I think he was back on, and they did an all-stars Survivor and he was on that. And I, as far as I know, he didn't win that either, but he's just a sort of big character that people recognise. Well, we can have traitors also, and Annabelle can be faithful and traitor and just win the whole thing. So that's not an issue. Yes. But, I, um, I suggested this in the previous episode, that if there is an all-stars and Annabelle is not on it, I will stop watching. Oh, I'll boycott it. I'll boycott it. It's not even. A, it's not. I don't need to think about it. We arrive at the silver mission. Then uh, Daniel's back. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, Daniel the. How many staff? These staff just keep appearing. From I'm like, how many of them has Roger put them in a cupboard? I mean, where are they coming from? I don't understand. Well, they're all the same person. It's always the same. He just looks a little bit different. But it's this guy called Daniel. Um, weirdly, it's. Yeah, well, they always look different. I just thought he was trying to be funny by calling them all Daniel. They're the same person. It's the same person. It's very strange. Um, I oh. don't know. Is Dan? What's Daniel's role really? Is Daniel the butler? Is he a housekeeper? Is he Roger's special friend? I don't know. But... I'm starting to think that. To be honest with you, <laughs> but it was like, was it Fergus that yes. uh, Alan had? And yes. Fergus made an appearance twice. Daniel's become much more of a series regular. <laughs> Maybe Daniel's gonna like murder Roger and take over hosting duties at some point. Um, could be a twist. So Roger offers the players the chance to win all of the silver bars that they have lost so far in the show. That's twenty-four bars, which is the equivalent of forty-eight thousand dollars. The challenge is a little bit like the barrel challenge from the US and UK versions. Um, not exactly the same, but they have to transport silver bars uphill one by one in weighted backpacks. And it looks like it's quite a trick. They only have a 30 minute time limit. Uh, and it's, it's it seems like it's going to be treacherous. Roger says he'll meet them at a checkpoint halfway. When I, when, as soon as he said that, I already thought, hmm, this is... Sus, what do you mean a checkpoint? Mm. So I sort of knew something strange was going to happen here. As they begin, Sarah and Blake are on the struggle bus already. They are strugs. Um, Sam shoots ahead. Uh, he's obviously you know, like very fit 
And, you know, if you see Sam's Instagram, he's very sort of gem buff and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. he's having no problem with this. Off he goes. Um, he And also, you know, it would make sense that Sam's good at this because he's travelling really light because he doesn't have a conscience weighing him down. Uh, no. so, or uh, many brain cells. <laughs> so would be easy for Sam. Um, I, I'm kidding. A little bit. I'm not kidding. Um, Sam arrives at this checkpoint then, and Roger offers him an armory key in exchange for a silver bar. Of course, Sam takes it. Like, there's no doubt he's going to just be like, "Yeah, any chance." It's just further proof that he's he's just yeah (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So I'm not surprised that Sam does it. But but then right after this, so does Keith. So I was shocked by that. Who is Keith? I've seen Keith about twice. This is man Keith. I'm like Keith. I'm like, who are those Keith? Keith is. I mean, he's not know, quite what? the. He's not quite the Paul of the season, but no, but he's getting there. And we find out he's a police officer. Yes. And I mean, his actions later on prove he must have been a terrible police. <laughs> well, tell me about it. it uh, oh. We after Keith though. What's what's interesting is that we. We can't tell who else accepts because they, they have some sort of secretive shady editing where we see yeah. various players being offered things uh, in exchange for a silver bar, but we don't always see who takes them. Camille doesn't take any of these bribes, and my faith is further restored in her. Like I'm, I, yep. I'm quite impressed with Camille, and it makes me warm to her. So I'm really glad that she's just like, absolutely not, no way. Sam... Uh, Somehow is up and down this hill at the same time that Sarah's taken about 10 steps. Oh. He's back at the checkpoint for a second time. He's offered a protein shake and he takes it again. Of course he does. Um, so the, like, these these silver bars are $2,000 each. So he's spent $2,000 on a goddamn protein shake. Liam takes a beer. <laughs> what is... What, I, I just... I just it continues to get worse. I mean, in terms of Sam, I, I expect bad things from him because he's just, I mean, you know, we like him really, but do we? But Liam, of all people, Liam is like, I didn't expect this coming from Liam. And so then, let down. Mm, disappointed. What is wrong with them? Uh, I mean, I'm trying to put myself in their position, I think. Okay, they're doing something quite strenuous. They're quite tired. But still... Well, I thought heat stroke. I thought they've all gone mad with heat stroke. <laughs> Maybe that's it. It's Australia. It's hot. They've got heat stroke. They've gone mad. Okay, I yeah. let's. But then you know what? Camille didn't get heat stroke and go mad. So she's she's risen above. Uh, she also actually has offered. She's not only offered an armory key. She's offered a massage, and she still says no. It was a very I mean, suspicious looking massage device coming from Roger and Daniel. I thought, whatever it was, his name. Well, you know what? I will admit, this I wouldn't be tempted uh, by a beer or a protein mm. shake. If Roger was giving it massages, I, maybe I, I I might have been like, oh, hold on a minute, mm. is it worth it? But then, mate, do you know what? I bet you'd hand over the silver bar. Roger would be like Daniel over to you, and it's yeah. and it's you. Dis- you're disappointed. That w- I know it'd be instant pies regret. I think <laughs> the mission goes on. Then Camille struggles to the finish line at the last minute. What a champ! She makes it. 
and they've raised $34,000. And then there's this genius comedic moment of Keith just going, is anyone seeing Sarah? And we cut to Sarah just lying on like a bit of decking on the hill, which I'm guessing is about five feet from where they started. I just want to, I just need to, we need to talk about this. It's my favorite, I think it's my favorite moment of the trace ever. <laughs> Sarah is me. That would be me if I was made to walk up any kind of a hill, but definitely one like that. But she, it literally, you can almost see the start line. She's so, I don't even think she's made it to Roger and Daniel. She, we've had the odd, like, funny shot of her crawling up and, like, tugging onto bits of grass, trying to pull herself up this hill. <laughs> and she just cannot manage it. And it is the funniest thing. It's, oh. it's, it's brilliant. So the total now is $132,000 until Roger reveals that there is a tab and that the total amount on the tab is $16,000. <laughs> Sam, of course, is acting mm. like he can't believe it. Camille is truly horrified because she rejected all the offers, so she can't believe other people took them. I, Me too. I would be mm. fuming if I had done all that work and then eight other people or however many other people had taken something eight times to add up to $16,000. I, I, I blame Sam. I don't even blame any of us. It's just <laughs> I blame Sam. Yeah, and we could, we cut to Sam and his interview. He's grinning, doesn't give a shit, doesn't care. <laughs> they, they don't reveal who took what. We saw some of them. Um, but on you can see on the Traitors Australia Instagram page, possibly on the X page, I don't know, but on Instagram, Traitors Australia, they have this sort of graphic of... A receipt. Um, I have it here. It's oh this, yes, I have. They've got this uh, like receipt, and they add up what each player took in exchange um, for something. So, as we know, Sam took an armory key. Hannah took an armory key. Keith took an armory key. As did Liam. As did Simone. Sam also then had a protein shake. Liam had a beer. And what's interesting though is they ch- they charge Sam for the champagne that he took. <laughs> But I thought and that didn't really over his head. Yeah, because he threw it away. I thought I at least thought that was him saying, nah, I'm not taking that. But but they charged him just to throw it over his shoulder. Oh no, I thought he was doing it just to be just to take money because he was just a not nice individual. It, it, <laughs> I just I thought he was like, let's forget about his money. Yeah. Well it, and well that is what happened, as it turns out. So that's <laughs> even worse. That he took the champagne doesn't even drink it. So that's really not on i think that's pretty out of order but what i thought was on is i've seen that i have seen that graph before and in the episode i'm sure they showed gloria taking an armory key because i've written it down a list of people that they offered the key to and who took it and i'm sure there's a thing of gloria going oh yes please and then it's not on the list that is gloria must be on the list as well and i'm just reading it wrong yes she is she is is. so you're right we see her in the armory as well so gloria's in there too and and i was quite Disappointed. Uh, I know. That, not disappointed, but surprised. I didn't think Gloria would do that. But I think it, it probably they were going to murder anyone. I feel like she's, I mean, I really hope not. I feel like she's probably the next to go. She could be in danger. Yes. Um, I Possibly because she's, sometimes what happens to the traitors is they end up murdering people, not because they think they are 
a danger to them, but because they know everybody likes that player unanimously, yeah. and therefore they're not going to banish them, so they mm. just have to try and get them out some other way. But I mean, I need glory for my reactions. I mean, the side eye she gives, and <laughs> sometimes she's in the bathroom, it's just like at people, and it's, it's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> So we move back to the cars. We're heading back to the hotel. Uh, Sarah says that she also wants to vote Sam tonight. Uh, Keith agrees. I'm thinking, thank goodness, Blake is in the car with them and he's sort of nodding along. And I have this glimmer of hope that Blake will do the smart thing. He'll turn on Sam tonight. Um, although what what I'm confused about is I don't know how Blake has managed to escape everybody's suspicion. After what Luke and Annabelle said last night, no one's really cornering him to talk about it. It's, it's, I wonder whether it's been cleverly edited to make it look that way, or whether they have all literally just forgotten yeah. that he even brought up Blake, because there was a whole such a thing about Sam that they've just completely forgotten they ever mentioned his name, but I don't know. It could be just in the edit. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I Although, although we see... Sarah and Keith saying they're going to vote for Sam and Blake's going, yeah, that that could be a good shout. I know not to get too excited because this is sort of the third episode now where I've been so sure Sam's had it, he's going home, and then it doesn't happen. So I will not be getting my hopes up. Uh, Blake keeps going, he keeps talking. He says that He'll jump on the bandwagon, the Sam bandwagon, if he has to. He says that really it's just self-preservation. And I think he's right. This is probably the smart thing to do. So we arrive at the Armoury. Uh, back at the hotel, Sam is first. Um, we see five boxes. So we know that five people must have bought a key. And Sam, of course, gets the shield the first time. He's mega excited about it. He says... Well, there's a couple of things actually I don't understand here. He's he's really excited. He says he can murder whoever he wants tonight. But I think that's not really true. Well, a, that's, yeah. He's assuming that he'll still be here. He's assuming that he's not going to get banished. I mean, he's probably quite right to assume that because well, he's yeah. doing so well. <laughs> but I don't really think it does mean he can murder whoever he wants because I'm assuming that they're going to keep doing what they've done every episode. So all all five people who go into the army, or not, they won't tell anyone who got the yeah. shield, and therefore they'll have this group immunity because the traitors won't want to pick somebody in that group. So Sam, it would be really risky of Sam to sort of go against that for the first time in the series to just kill one of them anyway. Well, yeah, but the thing is, is there eight, nine, eight of them left at this point? I, I think there's eight. Uh, maybe nine? So it's pretty likely out of the five, at least one of them in there would be a traitor, so they'd at least have a kind of an idea. You know, it's possible, but, I mean, it's still pretty risky because he's going to come down with it round his neck Yeah. in the morning, so they're going to know it was him. But, I don't know, he seems to be making all these random, audacious moves and just everyone's like, oh, it's fine, Sam, fine, Sam. Yeah. You know, you're absolutely right. I was going to say, it's he'd be pointing a big huge arrow at himself if he survives and tomorrow one person in that group's murdered and everyone goes, wait a minute, up until now, no one in the armory group got murdered. But but you're right, Sam seems to be able to get away with whatever he wants and no one bats an eye. So yeah, maybe 
Maybe it, yeah, I don't, can, I don't can know. Do it this is it. I don't really like the fact that the traitors can win the shield. I feel like it kind of defeats the point of having a shield in the first place. I mean, Wilf won it once, Nigel won it once in the previous series, and it's just like, well, there's no real point in having it if you're just going to give it to someone that's not even eligible for murder. Yeah, that's it. It's one of the reasons I think it should do what it did in the first season of Australia, which is that it protects you from banishment. Because yeah, at least I think then, that makes more sense. I mean, the traitors already have a massive advantage, but at least then if a traitor wins the shield, they can still use it for something. It's... Yeah. Uh, and, uh, do you know, I've just had a thought. Imagine oh. the shield protected you from banishment and Annabelle had won the shield. <laughs> what, How what different... A Life what a beautiful life. reality that would be if we lived. If we lived there, I, I, I'd be a happy man, honestly. I really in, would. In some alternative universe, that's the rule. Annabelle yeah. got that shield. She didn't get banished. But we're not in that universe, sadly. Sadly. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. So, we start to see some discussions around the hotel before the banishment room. Sam realises that he really needs to start manipulating people now. Well, not start manipulating people. Sam's he's always been doing manipulating it. people. He's, he's always done it. So. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he, he obviously begins with Liam uh, because Liam seems to go along with whatever Sam says. Liam uh, literally, after he had that beer, it's just a drunken fool. He's just wondering how he's going, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whatever anyone says is yeah, yeah. That's true. I forgot about the beer. Maybe that's also the reason Sam picked him. I think it him. clouded his judgment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Liam needs beer to cloud his judgment, but hey. Well, that's true. Uh, and Sam even says in his interview that Liam is completely gullible. So he knows what he's doing. He knows who he's targeting. Liam then very confidently says he knows who's framing Sam. Simone. Yeah. What? Where has this come from? Why well, Simone? A couple of episodes ago, it was between, I think it was, was it between Simone and Paul, and they were like, these are two the most two faithful that everyone knows they're faithful. They're never going to suspect a stranger. He could have thrown out if he just said Sarah, I would have been like, yeah, okay, you know, there's been people have said about Sarah before, fine. But it just made no sense. It was as if he'd just gone, eeny, meeny, miny, up, oh, you'll do. Yeah. Um. I. I, Liam again says this thing. He said it before. He says that he trusts Sam one hundred percent, and I, I actually feel a bit sorry for him. I actually think, yeah, God love him. He's got no idea what the hell's going on. Maybe I shouldn't be angry at him. Maybe I should just feel a bit bad. 
I'm so like, oh, bless. Yeah. it'll be okay eventually. Because he, he even he says this thing, he says that Sam's like Batman and he himself is a poor man's Robin. And I think that's awful. If that's how you're describing yourself, then I think you've got some self-confidence issues and Liam, you need to pull yourself together. Like, I think he's going to end up being a very, poor, a very poor Liam at this rate if he just <laughs> sort out his ideas. He's not going to win anything. <laughs> True. <laughs> Uh, Sam keeps calling himself the sheriff, uh, which mm. makes me want to get sick. He works uh, in marketing. He's not even got an interesting job. He works <laughs> in marketing. It's like, how much more boring can you get marketing? Although I think he gets to do fancy um, marketing where online oh, well, he goes to true, wonderful yeah. places and travels and takes nice pictures and posts them. I never had his shirt on. Yes, with no shirt on. <laughs> Um, Camille talks to Gloria about Sam. Uh, Gloria is like worryingly just nodding along, not really saying like, much. I was like, oh no, oh no, Gloria, please. I know. And then Gloria suggests Simone as well. Oh no. My head is in my hands. <laughs> I, I just have no faith in the faithfuls. I just wash my hands of them now. Simone uh, talks to Blake alone. And it's really interesting because Simone seems to have totally wised up. She actually thinks Blake is a traitor, like Annabelle and Luke had said, but she wants to keep him on her side. And she tells him, well, we need to vote out Sam. And she lies and says she completely trusts him. And Keith also talks to Blake and says that he suspects Sam. So I'm at this point thinking maybe it, Maybe it is going to, they're going to do it. They're going to get Sam. There'll be enough people to vote him out. Maybe not unanimously, but it's it's looking good. So we enter the banishment room. Oh, um, God. <laughs> there's, I know it's quite a strange transition at this point. Usually we see them walking to the, to the banishment room. Sometimes we get some slow-mo shots of them walking together. But actually tonight it just cuts straight there and they're immediately sitting around the table. It's... It's quite odd. I wonder whether, like, they were on the way in and they were all in the draft bucket, and Keith just like fell flat on his face, <laughs> and and they just could not show it because it would be too embarrassing for Keith. It'd be too much airtime for Keith, first of all, and it'd be too embarrassing for him. Yes, but instead of Keith, Sarah, <laughs> yeah. Sarah. <laughs> yeah. she's still she's... exhausted. The fact that she's made it a hundred meters up the hill, and she's like, just she's exhausted from that challenge. She just doubles over on the carpet. They cut yeah. it. They have to cut it out. They're like, "Oh right, we can't use that footage. Let's just go straight to the banishment room. Let's get her in that chair, get her hydrated, and then we'll just start filming." Uh, when the banishment room scene begins, there are still nineteen minutes left of the episode, which I took note of, and it makes me feel <laughs> physically ill. <laughs> because I suspect we're going to have a repeat of last night. I'm thinking, why is this banishment about to be 20 minutes long? Mm. What does this mean? Are, aren't they just all going to vote for Sam? Why do they need 19 minutes for that? And I I just know what's coming. I know that Sam is going to squirm his way out of banishment and he's going to turn everything around on someone else. Keith begins the discussion then. And I've noticed Keith does this quite often. Um... It's not the first time he's, he's started up. Uh, he says that there were some big things last night that they all need to address. 
And I'm sort of like, oh, yes, thank you, Keith. Yes, you're right. But then Sam jumps in and he gets to Very work. rudely. Yes. He basically he says he's being framed. He says, <laughs> I know it's uh, the traitors are making me look like I'm a traitor and, and you're all about to fall for it. He says, if he was a traitor, it would be far too obvious to murder Luke. And so the murder of Luke kind of proves he's not a traitor. He's saying, I've been set up, I'm being framed. The traitors are cleverly turning everyone against me. Camille is not convinced. She's still coming for Sam, thank God. And again, Sam says, do you guys think if I was a traitor, I tried to get Ash out on the second night of the game? Yes. And, well, I, I sort of begrudgingly admit Actually, at the time, I thought he was nuts and I thought this was so dumb. But, you know, now I'm thinking it's episode six of ten. He's still here. I'm like, maybe that was a smart thing that he did. I hate to admit it. At, at the time, it was insane. But I'm thinking, well, yeah. it seems to have worked. So maybe he was, maybe he did have the right idea. So he keeps rolling out this victim narrative. The traitors want him banished because it's uh, the, on- the only way they're going to get him out. Um, although I, I sort of, I sort of wondered, why is no one asking him? Why have you not been murdered yet? If the traitors are so intent on turning things on you, why haven't they just murdered you? Um, I, I, I think whether he wants them to think he's being used as a distraction, but I mean, it's not exactly a great distraction, really. Up until this, until like the last episode, everyone was like, mm, okay. But it's, I don't, I don't really know what it's, I think if we understood his thinking, we'd have no conscience either, and that'd just be sad, so... <laughs> I also think that Sam is painting himself as the this amazing traitor hunter and he's like, guys, the traitors want me out because I'm so good at, at finding them. And I think, well, not really. You've only got one in five banishments. You're not really a traitor hunter. So What is that? Is that I'm the new Mark? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, you're, you're really not. You're really not. You're I not. mean, the last two people who pointed the finger, finger at were Ian and Annabelle. I mean, Ian, Ian was over about 30 seconds anyway, and Annabelle, that was just unforgivable. So I don't know why anyone would think that he's some miraculous. Yeah, he he just has the confidence and like he's charming enough to get everybody to believe everything he says. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's terrifying, but it's quite impressive. Uh, Blake chips in. And he starts, we see that he's going to start turning on Sam, which is just so juicy and delicious. He says that Sam is very confident for his age and that that's quite alarming. It's quite worrying. But then Gloria, Gloria comes in to screw things up and Gloria goes along with Sam's theory. And she's like, she thinks that, yes, the traitors are diverting attention um, to him and not the others. Uh, And Liam... Then Liam oh. goes, I'm I'm I am looking at other people and I just think Liam, please stop. Just don't don't say any more, Liam. That's at this point I've written WTF question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yes. <laughs> I have so many of those. I have lots of WTAFs. Um Sam then turns on Simone and I swear at this point. I already know what's going to happen. As soon as Sam turns his attention to Simone, you, you from previous episodes, you can just see what's about to happen. He starts badgering her, and he's saying, how are you not a traitor? Prove it. And Simone ex- tries to explain herself. She says, yeah, sometimes I've just gone along with the crowd, and I've just voted 
with the majority because you kind of have to do that as a faithful. You've got to be really careful not to draw attention to yourself because then you might get murdered. And she says she's in a really tough spot tonight because if she survives banishment and Sam is or isn't a traitor, she sort of says, I'm going to, I'm probably going to get murdered. If I'm still here tomorrow, I know I'm probably going to get murdered. And I think she's sort of being quite rational and logical and she's explaining herself. I think really she gave quite a good really? defence for someone yeah. that's just been sprung upon. I think she did quite well. Yeah, I, I do too. However, Keith comes in and oh, fucks God. it all up <laughs> by saying, hmm, I'm getting a bit suspicious about how you're playing this tonight. And She's not done anything. She said, she said about five words and then suddenly Keith's like, wow, that was very suspicious five words there. Yeah. Like, oh my like, God. Keith. Is he like, I don't know, he's like, you, you spoke, woman, and I didn't want you to speak. How suspicious of you to talk at this room. <laughs> I, I honestly think that might be Keith's methods at this point. I really don't think he's going off anything else. It's like, woman. Mm. Yeah, like, young woman speaks at banishment. Keith suspects she's a traitor. That's how it seems to be going. Um, like, I'm not, uh, I'm not, before anyone piles on Keith, I'm not saying that Keith is a misogynist. I'm kidding. No, that's um, not what we're saying. <laughs> Sam then says, if I go up there and I say I'm a faithful, the shit's going to hit the fan. And Keith's like, yeah, like, yeah, Sam, you're right. It's It, it, it truly is. I, I think the men in this game are ganging up on the women and the gays. And, <laughs> and why it can't is, everyone it, else it, just it, see it, this? <laughs> It's infuriating. Oh. And so it's time to vote. And, uh, you know, my my heart is already sunk Thanks. at this point because I, I just know what's coming. It's just yeah. it's just inevitable. Simone votes for Sam, so we know that was going to happen. And then Keith votes for Simone, which is pretty obvious. Well, just shut up, Keith. Shut up, Keith. <laughs> Camille votes for Sam, which we thought she would do. And Blake, thank God, Blake votes for <laughs> Sam. He turns on his fellow traitor. Thank you, Blake. I kind of really like you. Well, at this point, I, I had a brief, like, we, we might be all right. I still thought Sarah was on board. And I thought well, Gloria might have, like, I was like, you know, you never know. We might have just edged it. And then it all, it, it all yeah. just went apart. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought that we might end up with a tie break. Um, yeah. If there are even numbers, I'm not quite sure. Uh, no, I think that I think there are nine people, so it wouldn't have worked. But yeah, I, I no. thought, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's going to work. Maybe they're going to get Sam out. But you're right. Sarah's up next. <laughs> Sarah votes for fucking Simone. <laughs> <laughs> She's been saying the whole thing. Sam, 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 and then suddenly Simone opens her mouth and she's like, "Go." <laughs> There's, there's um, nothing. There's been absolutely nothing to like, suggest where it's come from. It's no sense. No sense. She did it with Annabelle last episode too. Uh, well, at least she could manage saying Simone's name this time. That's well, yes. And this time, at least she managed to get the word Simone out of her mouth. And at least she can spell it because Sam votes next and Sam oh votes God. for Simone, but has called her Simone or S Y M O N N E. I thought he, uh, when he said, I spoke your name, I thought, oh my God, he's called a Simon, was my first thought. But then, no, it was Simony, which is like, I think that's a musical term or something. I was like, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. Some new invention of, of the name Simone. So at this point, they, they have three each. And, and again, I've 
I'm like, maybe maybe there's a little bit of hope. Uh, but Hannah's up next. Oh. And, I mean, again, Hannah just is dead to me. So Hannah votes Simone. And Roger says, if, if Simone gets one more vote, she's gone. And the person who's going to vote next is Liam. So we already know what he's going to do. We, do we even need time to, to turn over his slate? No, we don't. He votes Simone. And then so does Gloria. Glo- Gloria's let us down. She votes this Simone was, as well. This is the thing. She wrote blank. Then she said, oh, I've rubbed Blake out. And Blake was still very clearly written on the thing. <laughs> I wrote Sam, and then I rubbed Sam out. Sam was also very clearly written on that slate. And then Simone was written underneath. In time. I was like, does she think all three of them are trained? I was just like, oh, Gloria, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I, my final note for the voting is these dot people dot are dot idiots. Yeah, mine was another swear word. So <laughs> <laughs> when I publish these uh, episodes, I have to. There's a little setting for, uh, you know, explicit. Is there explicit? Is there mm. swearing in this episode? And sometimes I think, oh, did was there swearing in this episode? And I really have to think about it before I click the the button. This episode, I <laughs> know that there was lots of swearing, and that wouldn't be a problem. As there should be. Simone stands up. Uh, she tells the others that this season should be called The Dummies rather than The Traitors and she reveals that she's a faithful as she's walking out again she just shouts Dummies <laughs> and off she goes I I, I, dis- I know it's on one hand I'm torn on one hand I'm like do you know what it's so good as it's such good TV, this is, is why I'm watching TV. it. This is why I'm doing a podcast on it. On the other hand, I'm thinking if these people do not vote Sam out in the next episode, I might just stop doing this podcast. I don't know if I can talk about him anymore. <laughs> but the thing is, the two people that have been converted that were saying Sam, 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 and they went smash are a psychotherapist and a police officer, who are the two like professions that should least be swayed by a guy going pew 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 at someone yeah. for no reason it's just like i've lost all hope to be honest with you i don't know i can't see how they can come back from this now it's wild Ooh. i really want to speak to some of the contestants after the show's finished to ask them more about why was sam so charming and convincing why was everyone so willing to believe him all the time there must be more that we're not seeing Otherwise, it just makes no sense. So, or maybe, maybe he's, I don't know, maybe, I, I, I still think he owes them their own money or something. <laughs> or he's like, he's holding the pets hostage. He won't let the pets leave yeah. until, like, yeah. Or he's found out They're secrets about all of them and he's blackmailing them. Yeah, Sarah secretly used to be like a massive rocker chick. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Something quite strange then happens at this point in the episode. Normally, the person who's banished has their speech off they go we see some shocked reactions we move on but we linger in the banishment room tonight because sam while they're still sitting there sam turns on blake still in the room and he says i just want to know why you wrote my name and i think that's really weird that he would pick out blake well i mean only there were only where three people that wrote his name down simone um camille and Blake, and Simone's gone. So yeah. he could have also 
asked Camille this. He could have turned to Camille and said, why have you written my name? But the fact that he singles out Blake, I wonder, I mean, I'm being naive, probably nobody will notice it whatsoever, but I wonder if this is a bit of a misstep for Sam. I know. Just make other people think, why is Sam so annoyed about Blake? What's going on here? Is there something that we should be figuring out? So he really turns on Blake and he's like, annoyed why did you write my name down i can't believe you did that you didn't tell me um i think sam's really showing himself to be quite vindictive here we're not even well, out of the like, room it's like ash is ash was obviously gotten rid of for shouting at people and being aggressive and now he's doing the exact same thing and they're also sat there like <laughs> and it's like oh okay. i just i don't know what else he can do he might as well have it tattooed to his forehead traitor traitor <laughs> yeah. and just, i still don't think they're both friends um, he it, it's just it's just bizarre that he instantly is turning on Blake in front of everybody. Um, he says that he says, "Well, Luke and Annabelle also said you were a traitor," and then Sam says this thing. He says, "So are you saying that Luke and Annabelle weren't telling the truth about you, but they were telling the truth about me?" And I think that doesn't make any sense, Sam, because by that logic. He's just said he's a traitor, basically. Yeah, it's like, what... I know it's quite convoluted, but what I'm saying is Sam is saying to Blake, you're going along with Annabelle and Luke's theory, but they they said you were a traitor as well as me. Why why were they right about one thing and not the other? But then I think, well, you're saying... Sam is also saying they were right about you and not me. I, do, I just think Sam's lying. I think he's... <sighs> he's told so many lies that he's beginning to trip himself up, I think, with it a bit, which I really hope he does trip himself up. But I hope that that was... Because I picked up on the same thing. I was like, this is going to be a huge moment. Somebody's going to say, hang on, you've just said this. And they all just sat there and let it pass by while Blake's going, rip it, uh, uh, yeah. and trying, <laughs> trying to defend himself. Yeah. I also think that... So I'm being very, very judgy here, right? Okay, so this is just a sort of personal, subjective perspective. But I, when I watch Sam, I get the impression this is someone who has been a really good liar his whole life and has probably gotten away with so much. He's clearly used to getting out of situations by lying. He's too good at it. It's, it's too practiced. He doesn't even seem to struggle with lying to people's faces so well like i was a teacher for many many years i worked with teenage boys every day all day i know what good liars teenage boys can be uh, and i know sam's not a teenager but he's very young he might as well be <laughs> yes we get a little shot of blake in his interview here he says he cannot believe sam survived this banishment he didn't think that he would have to face this awkward conversation with Sam. He thought Sam would just be gone. Uh, and and I the hope, tension I hope between the... Be gone. Sorry? I, I hoped he'd just be gone, but, you know... Well, yes. We don't live in that universe. <laughs> yes. it's This is just the most tension between two traitors we've seen. We saw it at the end of the last episode, but it is continuing on into this episode as well. So we then go to Traitor's Tower... How awkward must this be? It's awkward to watch. They take off their masks and Sam just says straight away, you are a snitch. And I just think this is so awful. Like Sam... It's hypocritical. It's 
It is. And he's just furious that someone has sort of dared to turn against him. And I, I think, well, Sam, now you know how it feels. Uh, Roger arrives before, uh, before they can really get into it. And he even says, I've just come to make sure there's no blood being spilled. Uh, he tells them that tonight is their last opportunity to recruit. And this is like a new element to the show. I don't think we've seen this before, where the host tells them this is the last time you're going to be able to do this. And what I sort of figured out is something really interesting could happen for the rest of the season now. So we're on episode six, um, and they're being told at the end of episode six, you can't recruit anymore, and there are only two of you left. What happens then if they don't recruit? Uh, or even if they do recruit, a traitor could get banished in the next three episodes consecutively. It's very unlikely, but someone could, a, a traitor could be banished in episode seven and then eight and then nine. And if that happens, it means we would get to episode 10 with no traitors left and we would just have an all faithful finale. Well, this that, is what I thought. I think it's only, I think it's only nine episodes in the season. I think I could be wrong. I think there's only nine episodes. But I thought if they get voted off back to back and we're just and they're all just sat there accusing each other in the final for absolutely no reason, <laughs> it'd be quite funny. But I mean, yeah, I, I, that's never happened before. So. Maybe there are only nine episodes. Then uh, it's very confusing because episode, uh, season one had twelve episodes, and I knew that there would be less this time. Um, but I thought there were ten. But maybe there are only nine, which is makes sense because I've been looking at the broadcast dates in Australia and they, they had only gone up to episode 9. I just thought they were waiting to announce when episode 10 would be for some reason. Uh, but yeah, I guess maybe you're right then. Yeah. There only are 9. But even still, my theory stands. Yeah, if it they stands. don't recruit, then one of them could go next episode, one of them could go episode 8, and 9 the finale. If that's the finale, there yeah. might not be any. But that I still think that could be really amazing if there was... An, uh, an all-faithful final and the the contestants don't know that and we would get to see how little they still trusted one another and we might just see them continue to banish one another because they don't know what's really going on, uh, which is very interesting. Anyway. Well, judging from this cast, they don't know what's going on when there is traits at the game. If they got rid of the trait, I think it'd be worse. You're, you're so right. I actually can see this. If that happened, I can see this cast just voting one another off yeah. indefinitely until there's like one person left or two people left. Um, so we're still in Traitor's Tower, anyway. Uh, Sam and Blake immediately lock horns over uh, what Rogers just told them, over recruitment. Sam desperately wants to recruit and he wants Camille because he realises that Camille is out to get him. Blake's not happy about it. Um, Sam is trying to convince him. <laughs> He's trying to convince him, like, come on, we'll, we'll get Camille and then we'll split the money three ways. <laughs> and I just think as if Sam is keeping Blake in till the end now, as and he's saying, Blake, you need to trust me. You need to trust I've got your back. And I think, sure, no, are you kidding, Sam? I mean, again. No, Blake, don't do it. No. Yeah, I'm just like, Blake, no, come on, Blake, don't do this. And part of me is worried that Blake will just go, okay, I'll just put my faith in. I don't think he will. I think Blake is done with Sam. Uh, but we'll see. Roger returns to the room. He asks them, what's it to be? And we end the episode on an excellent cliffhanger. 
do you watch Tom? Do you watch these sort of coming next segments where it shows you what's going to happen in the next episode? Yes. Okay. I don't. Um, <laughs> I never watch these little bits um, because. Well, why do you? Why do you keep watching? Well, well, mainly just because I've not had enough. I was watching more, but in like in this case. I, I, it's. I think I've worked out what's going to happen based from you, when you see the little, you know, faces clips of people. You can quite often work out, oh, well, so and so's not here, and so and so's not there, mm-hmm. and then the next one, I, well, yeah, I've worked. I think I know what it is, but okay. it's always, it's always just interesting. Just it, it, well, it wets the palate for what's going to come next <laughs> week. <laughs> Keep me going. See, I always stop the episode at this point, and I don't watch the coming next section it's kind of because i feel like i don't need to like i don't need a reason to keep watching like i already know i'm I'm clearly going to come back and watch the next episode i don't need to be enticed into it and i'm also and i know they edit it carefully they're, they're not going to give spoilers away they don't want you to know what's going to happen but i just worry that I will, like you said, I will look at who's there and yeah. that will eliminate some people and my brain will start trying to figure it out. And I just think, I don't want to know. I just want to watch the next episode as it is without having seen anything that's coming. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. I think most people who come on the podcast do, do what, do let you do and they watch mm. the little segment, but I never do. Anyway, um, I, what do you think? the traitors are what's your theory about what the traitors are going to do next i, d- I don't think if they're going to recruit i don't think they'll recruit camille because that just makes blake has ended his own game basically i think if they do that because i think they'll just gang up on him but i i think it would make more sense to recruit because it would at least create i assume roger's going to come down to breakfast and says one of you has been recruited and it would cause some suspicion that could get the heat off blake and sam i think because I'd be looking, oh, who's changed? You know, so and so's done this, rather than it just being, well, we're back to Blake and Sam again, because they're the only two names that Annabelle gave out to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 it makes more sense for me to recruit, I think. I kind of agree. I predict, and again, I haven't seen the next episode, so I don't know what's going to happen. No one's seen the next episode um, <laughs> at this point. I didn't watch the little coming next segment, but my prediction is that. that <laughs> Just because I know how Sam, how convincing Sam can be and how manipulative he can be, I just think Sam will get his way and Blake will just give in. So I think they will recruit. And I I think they will recruit Camille. Um I I just think Sam is so forceful that he will not back down. And Sam and Blake could argue all night and Sam just wouldn't give in. And I think if they were gonna argue all night, Blake would be the one to finally relent. So my prediction is Sam will get his way, they'll recruit and they'll recruit Camille. My only hope is that they will recruit Camille and then Camille and Blake team up and they betray Sam and they kick him out. Wouldn't Uh, that be just the best poetic justice you've ever seen on reality television? (laughs) It would be so juicy. If, I've thought um, the same thing, and I thought if this if this is how it comes off, I, I will I'm willing to forget the negatives that's happened and just go with that. It would be great if Sam managed to convince Blake to recruit Camille, and then that was his undoing. I just think it would be beautiful television, uh, and just what he deserves as a game player, not as a human. I'm not being personal. No, I'm not no, I'm Sam. sure. 
Okay. I'm sure he's a lovely person. <laughs> now, we're almost at the end, Tom. We are getting ready to try and banish one another and guess what we may have lied about throughout this episode. Before we get there, uh, is there anything that we should be checking out online? What do you want us to know about? Where can we find you? What are you interested in? You tell us. Well, it depends. If you like us and you're into, into the whole psyche, I think, of the traces, there's a program called Wolf on BBC Ivor. It's a psych, it's a sort of psychological thriller. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Yeah, yeah. But that, yeah, that's definitely worth watching. And the only other traces basically that I can think of is I think Craig's GoFundMe from season one is still up there. So if we can still, still give Craig a little bit of money, that would be nice. Maybe not get him up to the quarter of a million he lost, but somewhere, <laughs> somewhere like that would be very nice. Yes. Oh, that's very nice of you. Um, I haven't seen all of Wolf, uh, but I've started it. So that's a great recommendation. Yes, absolutely. On BBC iPlayer. Now, we've been playing a game. We've been playing The Trader Traitor. Ah. Our, our aim was to lie to one another and see if we were any good at being traitors. Did you lie to me, Tom? I did. Oh. Uh... I also lied to you. I, I'm struggling. Uh, sometimes I write down a whole list of things that I think people are lying about, and sometimes I write down absolutely nothing. <laughs> I truly have no idea. I feel like I need more thinking time. What did Tom lie about? Hmm. Um. I'm gonna. Do you do you have any idea what I lied about? I ha I've got two. I don't think either of them are right, but they're the only two things I can think of. Okay, I'm going to be. I'm going to just buy myself more time <laughs> and ask you what you thought I lied about. Right. The only two things I can think of is either all the staff people aren't called Daniel every episode because I've not I've not noticed that, or something about who took what from Roger's little um, stall thing during the mission. Mission. They're the only two things I can think about. You are kind of ha you are oh. kind of right. <laughs> I think you've you've got me. Yeah. Um, first of all, <laughs> I have to explain a few things. First of all, the Daniel is the same person every episode, so it is always Daniel. That is true. That was not a lie. I did lie about who took what from Roger and. <laughs> The thing is, you were so on it that you immediately called me out on it. So I was trying to oh, lie to I you. I might have done. I was like, oh, God, I've opened my mouth. Like, oh, God, I hope that was... No, 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 that's okay. Wasn't the only thing. That's what you're supposed to do. Oh. I lied and said that Hannah took an armory key. And then you so astutely were like, wait a minute, Matthew, but Gloria was in the armory and you haven't said her. And so I just had to act like I had made a mistake. And I was like, oh, yeah, um... Glory yeah, that's right, Gloria, sorry. But I was actually deliberately trying to lie. Sorry. So you totally caught me. Um, so well done. I then I then told another lie after that because I felt like maybe um I had messed that one up. So I tried again. I I told a lie and the the, the final twenty seconds I had to do it when you mentioned the program Wolf on BBC. I have not seen Wolf, so I just said that I'd seen it. I haven't. That's outrageous. Well, it's very good. You should watch it. Uh, you, I still. What the hell did you lie about? Um, I'm gonna have to give in. I have no idea. 
Well, it, it's very, it's very small. I think we would have done really well to get it. I said, but I don't like Tracy winning the shield like Wilf and Nigel. Wilf never won a shield. It was Amanda. <laughs> how, how sad is that? I had to go back with the chart. I thought if I'm going to get anything, it's going to be on the shield. <laughs> that was so clever of you because yeah, I. I didn't even question that. I was just like, oh, that's really well remembered. Cool. Well fun this year. Yeah, I never thought about that. I didn't for a moment think that you lied and betrayed me. Oh, so I'm well sorry. done. You you succeeded. You should go on the show and be a traitor, basically. Maybe I'll try. Maybe I'll try. And I have failed miserably. I'm I'm so disappointed in myself. Well, Tom, it's been lovely to talk to you, even though you caught me out in my lie. Uh, I hope you've had a nice time on the podcast today. I have. Thank you, Matthew. It's been great. Oh, brilliant. Now, I, as the season goes on, I'm sure we will be sending messages about Sam and about what is to come next. I can't wait to talk more about it. There'll be much caps lock. There will be much caps lock and much swearing. So until then, <laughs> I'll see you again. Bye-bye. See you soon. Bye-bye. Hello faithful trader listeners, thank you for joining me for this episode 6 deep dive with my fab guest co-host Tom Ald, who, as it turns out, knows far more about the traders than me and that was my downfall today. I have another shout out today before I go, this time to longtime listener Alana White. Alana is a massive traders fan, much like Tom and a really talented writer living in Southern Illinois. She sent me a really, really sweet email all about how much she enjoys the podcast and the TV show and told me a lot about some really cool traitors-inspired fiction she's been working on. I'm a writer too, so it's always great to talk to other writers and find out about their ideas and what they're creating. Alana also ranked the hosts of the English-speaking versions of the traitors. Her list goes... At four, Alan from US. Three, Paul from New Zealand. Two, Roger of Australia. And obviously, number one, it's Claudia from the UK. I think I agree with Alan as first and second. Sorry, Roger. But would switch three and four. So I'd have Alan coming in third and Paul in fourth place. But I thought this was a really great debate starter. So Alana has in turn inspired me to create an Instagram poll. I'm going to see who everyone prefers. And I'd love to hear from you with your thoughts on that too. So thanks for the idea, Alana. You can get in touch on Instagram at the Tradar Podcast or on X at the Tradar Pod, or you can email me at the Tradar Podcast at gmail.com. I cannot wait to watch episode seven of The Traders Australia, even though I have the fear that the faithful are going to continue their apparent dummy streak. I'll be back with a returning co-host to talk about that within the next five or six days. Until then, as always, stay faithful. A new year is full of surprises, but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. 
Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM.